everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Patriot Strong. I am joined today by a very special guest, uh, Mr. John Looney. I'm sure you guys have heard of him. If not, you are in for a treat. Um, he is a funeral director, whistleblower from uh, the UK that is uh, telling the truths that nobody wants to hear. He has been speaking out against the vaccines and the COVID deaths and mainstream media agenda since the beginning. So John, thank you so much for joining me today. No, you're more than welcome. And thank you for your patience um, with the slight delay I've had um, getting, getting to get on with you kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, just a few questions. Um, you know, you being a whistleblower, you are an expert in all of this. Um, I know a lot of my listeners might know some of this, but just having it come from you being boots on the ground, just a few questions that I want to run through, if that's okay. Yeah, of course, far away. So at the beginning of the pandemic, mainstream media pushed the agenda that people were dying in record number. What is your experience with that? <clears throat> that was total rubbish. Um, 2020. Um, uh, uh, so as a funeral director, let me tell people a little bit about myself to, to kind of reinforce who I am. So my name is John O'Looney. I run Milton Keynes Family Funeral Services. We're based in Milton Keynes in the UK. I've been an undertaker for 15 years now. Um, 10 of those were spent working for one of the major funeral providers in co-op funeral care. And the last five years have been spent working for me, um, of running my own funeral home. So 2020, there was no increase in death rate at all. There was a brief blip in care homes where I suspect they murdered many with midazolam and the use of midazolam and the uh, procurement of it went up by up to a thousand percent at that time. So it's pretty obvious that's what's happened because it's all gone, you know. Um, but despite the best efforts to do so, the death rate was still lower in 2020 than it was in 2020, uh, 2019, sorry. So 2019, we saw 75 more cremations locally than we did in 2020 so where was the pandemic what they did was everyone that died <coughs> excuse me they relabeled them as a covid death so uh, heart attack victims cancer patients many dementia patients you know they made a big thing of saying the most vulnerable would catch it didn't they uh, and then they just literally relabeled every dementia death as, as um uh, as a COVID death. Now, very early in 2020, I had a guy called John who called me from uh, a resilience team, he said he was from, and they were a government-sponsored um, company, and their job was to call all of the funeral directors in the area, and they did that every Monday, and he would ask me how many um, deceased I could accommodate in my premises, how many I'd collected that week, uh, how many, where from, and how many were COVID. And almost instantly, he was steering me, and by that, I kind of mean... Um, the doctors had stopped attending them because it, it was apparently to protect the NHS. So we were collecting people from care homes, for example. There was no doctor present, no COVID test present. I'd spoke to the family. They'd been in that care home facility five years with onset dementia. Um, I found them in the fetal position, which is classic onset dementia position. They were labelled instantly as a COVID death. And I kind of said, well... How can you how can you say that? And he said, we, we've been told there was one COVID death in the facility, so everyone is labelled as a COVID death. And that was rinse and repeat. So what we saw at the end of the year was no increase in death rate at all, but a massive amount of COVID deaths because there were no winter flu deaths. First time in 15 years, not a single winter flu death. It was all rubbish. It was, it was all bullshit. And um, 
excuse my language. Uh, so, so it got to November, December, and we were still doing funerals, no more than usual. And they widely announced they were going to issue this life-saving vaccination um, in January. And I kind of said to a few people, you know, I suspect that um, come January, as soon as they put needles in arms, we're going to see the pandemic death rate we were looking for. And they all laughed at me and said, oh, you know, stop wearing your tinfoil hat. And lo and behold, the moment needles went in arms, people started dying in massive numbers and it was all the people that were vaccinated or, or a vast swathe of them. Um, it was people that were left in care homes um, and denied any family visits. So there were no witnesses to what went on. And that was who died first. Yeah. And that's kind of what we saw here too. You know, you just mentioned that there were yeah. no, uh, there were no flu counts where you are. Um, winter. Even I one guy, one guy that was run over, he had tire marks from his hip to wow. his shoulder. He was a COVID death. Yeah, that's what they did. Again, here, um, they stopped counting flu. The CDC said that COVID has overtaken and that they don't have time to track flu. So the flu data tracker was non-existent during the beginning. Oh, these of the people um, should be ashamed of themselves. Absolutely. They're deep, deeply entrenched and complicit in genocide now. How far will it go? Um, they're no better than the uh, the the capos in the concentration camps now, and I mean that most sincerely. Uh, and it's very interesting because I can tell you, I went to a meeting last September in Westminster with a guy called Sir Graham Brady, who who chaired the meeting. Now, Sir Graham is the chairman of the 1922 committee in the UK. He's a very senior Tory politician, um, uh, uh, certainly on the same level as a senator, you know, and he he. Uh, he chaired this meeting. There were about 18 of us present. Um, it was reported in the media as a group of anti-vaxxers. Let me tell you who was at the meeting. Dr. Mike Yeadon from the former vice president of Pfizer, mm -hmm. Professor Dolores Cahill, Dr. Tess Laurie, Dr. Sukarit Bakti, um, Dr. Stephen Frost, and a plethora of others were there. Um, Mark Sexton was there as well. He's a retired police officer who'd been organizing this meeting with Sir Graham. And we all had like 10, 15 minutes each to give our testimony to Sir Graham. And it was utterly damning, utterly damning. You know, 70% of the kids that are vaccinated, if they don't die from myocardia, which we're seeing in record numbers now, they're going to be sterilized. And that's a recognized side effect. Yeah. That was acknowledged in that meeting. Um, reams and reams of evidence went down. I would urge everyone to... to Never, ever submit your child for an experimental gene therapy. I can tell you as a funeral director, do you know how many children I've had in my care in the last two years that have died from COVID? How many? None. None. Mm -hmm. Not a single one. Neither of any of my colleagues. And we all joined WhatsApp groups at the very beginning of this pandemic when we believed it because we wanted to stay in touch. You know, we wanted to be, you know, if one That's of us true. fell over, the other one could step in. So if uh, they'd had any children in, I would know. I, um, I haven't, and I know they haven't, but they will do now because they're killing children with these these jabs. Um, in fact, it's very interesting. There's a Australian gentleman by the name of Dr. Luke McLinden, L-I-N-D-O-N, uh, McLinden, Luke McLinden. He's an Australian um, fertility specialist, and he's at the top of the tree. He's at the top of his game. They've just sacked him, um, uh, the health authority over there, because he released the true figures of miscarriage in vaccinated women at the moment. So to give you an idea, the regular uh, miscarriage rate in women uh, is between 5 and 16% it peaked at, but regularly 5 and 14%. Um, 
that have a guess what the vaccine uh, what the what the miscarriage rate is in vaccinated mothers at this time in Australia. What is it? 74%. Well, yeah, 74%. Yeah, of course it is. And it's insane. Isn't it speak um, real volumes about the fact that these people in control are not saying anything about it? This is a cult. The only people that will save you is you. Trust me. Yeah. And um, thank God for the Second Amendment because it's going to be that much harder to do it. I Trust me, if there was no Second Amendment, you lot would be screwed over there really quickly and they're doing their best they can to disarm sure? everyone over there oh of course they are of course yeah. they are and that's why i speak out because i can tell you they will come for me at some point and i will just disappear i know i'll be labeled a domestic terrorist and i'll die in custody probably from covid you know uh, will be the story but i i would go and meet my maker with a clear conscience knowing that i've told the truth and encouraged by the fact that i might have saved some lives um, and giving people a chance at life by furnishing them with the truth because that's what the truth is and everybody knows they all know I've had doctors in my place and I say to them you know and I can't resist it it's almost like a, I, I, I like to, to, to nudge them and prod them and make them feel uncomfortable because they should do and say you know are you seeing a, a larger death rate in jab recipients and they shuffle their feet they look at the floor yeah yeah everybody knows you know they'll put a needle in your arm they won't put in their own yeah, you that's know, true. And it goes People right. need to wake up. People need to wake up and they need to see it for what it is because this is genocide. That's what it is. Bill Gates openly said, Klaus Schwab openly said, we're going to reduce the world population. We're going to yeah. do that with vaccination. What did people think that meant? Yeah. This is what it means. It's killing people and sterilizing the young. That's what it means. Yeah, and that goes right into, you know, the mainstream media now is pushing the agenda of sudden adult death syndrome. That's not a thing. It's all out there. The media is all owned by the same people. Oh, yeah. The, the CDC, you know, the regulation, it's all owned by the same people. You know, people need to wake up because if you don't, I'll tell you what's going to happen. Uh, um, and this is what I said last year. People are going to keep taking these injections. They're going to fall sick. They're going to think it's COVID. They're going to take more injections because they're yes. sick. They're going to fall even sicker. They're going to, and they're going to die blaming the people that won't take it, you know, who are too sensible to take it. Guys, you need to stop because what was said at this meeting was, was um, said by experts who are not on the big pharma payroll and they're not on the government payroll. And I sat there in disbelief. I couldn't believe it, you know, uh, and uh, they said that anyone that's had an active ingredient that destroys the immune system one is has got between two and five years. That's it. There is no cure. Forget your pine needle tea. It isn't going to save you, you know. So, so what you need to do now is focus on trying to um, limit the damage that's being done to your body by this crap. Um, and the fact that they have to put it in regularly really tells the story, doesn't it? You know, because I think if everyone queued up and everyone fell over straight away, it wouldn't be long before the uptake ceased. So they're staggering the doses. Uh, and it's very much a Russian roulette when you go and get one. I, I, um, I, I don't know what to say, what I haven't said really. What I don't think, I, I think one of the hardest things for me to accept as a man that cares very much about other people, probably more than I do about myself, is accepting that I'm not going to be able to save everyone. There are people that just won't listen you know and they are going to die and they're going to take their kids and their kids are going to be sterilized and they, some of those kids are going to develop myocardia and they will die within five years yeah that's true there's so much data that shows you know all of the uh, the VAERS data 
the um the slide shows that we're ONS. At. Yeah, the ONS over here, it shows it clearly. But people just don't see, you know, they get home from work, they're more interested in Facebook and TikTok and Netflix. Yeah. You can't you can't teach them, you know. So so now they're closing the net um both financially as well and with ever more draconian laws globally, we're seeing um fuel prices go through the roof and fuel shortages that are deliberately engineered oh, yeah, by, um, by, by the fake war with Russia. Um, uh, uh, I kind of dread the future for the children. I'm not bothered for me. If I was bothered about me, I, would, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you. You know, I know they'll probably come for me. I'm really not frightened of them because I'm not frightened of death. It doesn't bother me. You know, I spend a lot of time in a company of death. I've had two thirds of my life. Would I like another 20 years? Of course I would. But um, I'm not going to be complicit in mass genocide and murder because I want to meet my maker with a clear conscience, you know. And if I can, if my life can have been a purpose by, you know, saving other lives on the way, then it will have been of, of real value, I think. That's my opinion anyway. Though the legacy I would want to leave is, is good and, and saving life, not taking life and maiming people. And, and that's what these people are doing. Absolutely. And you're doing such great work speaking out. You know, I first heard about you probably over a year ago. Uh, Mike Adams had shared a segment of one of the mm. interviews that you had done or a live video or something at yeah, the yeah, very yeah. beginning of I've, all uh, of I've, I've been speaking from, from day one that I really felt confident enough to do so. Um, when COVID first came out, I kind of believed it the same as everyone else. You know, if you go to the hospital and they say to you, this body's got HIV or this body's got tuberculosis, you'll act accordingly and you'll be extremely careful because the consequences of not doing so can be quite hazardous to you. But I would say within 12 weeks, I saw the rot start to set in because it, what they were showing us on the TV wasn't happening on the cold face as a funeral director uh, and i'd hasten to add i've had around 70 or 80 funeral directors reach out to me um from all positions within the industry so some of them are mortuary managers some of them are doc doctors nurses hundreds and hundreds of doctors and nurses um and they're all saying the same thing they're all saying the same thing they'll get struck off they'll get sacked and i suspect what we're seeing here is is a, a situation where these people have been offered a vast sum of money, say early in 2019, to sign a non-disclosure, and, and I suspect that the terms of that non-disclosure mean that it would have to be repaid that sum of money, and that you'd be sacked and deregistered. So these people, they've got them by the throat because they'd be ruined, and they'd have to pay they'd have to pay that money back. So it's bought their compliance, and what they've done is they've signed it, taken the carrot that was dangled, and now they're finally they're in quicksand. Now the truth's coming out. They're already committed and they can't say anything because it'll ruin them. And they're getting in deeper and deeper. And I'll tell you what is going to happen. Uh, and this was put to Sir Graham Brady at the meeting in Birdcage Walk in Westminster. Is, is what's going to happen is this. As the masses find out and civil unrest develops, because it will, trust me. Yep. If you think your family's been murdered, once you realize your family's been, your kids have been sterilized and you're, you're, perhaps your mum and dad have been killed, um, uh, 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 and had strokes and heart attacks. And these people knew there'll be a level of civil unrest akin to probably, I would say, civil war across Europe is what we're looking at at the moment. And we're seeing it everywhere. Now, they will target. Who do you think they will target? They'll target the people they feel were complicit and knew and are accessible. That will be doctors, nurses, 
coroners, all the people that people can reach, the people without security, the people without a lovely great big bunker that they can sit in eating fillet steak and sipping champagne, you know, while the madness <laughs> unfolds. These people are so short-sighted and stupid, I cannot believe it. Do you know what? If they all down tools and walked out of every hospital now, the, it would stop. The masses would realise, and these people would back off knowing that there's still too many of us left. If they carry on being complicit, what do they think is going to happen when the last of us dies or the last of us is led away? Do they think these people are going to come out, congratulate them on a job well done, and offer them a seat at the global table? No, their, prop, their, their, their purpose will have been fulfilled. You're right. How can you... Yeah, how can you trust genocidal maniacs? These people need to speak out now because I can tell you they will get led off to the same camps that we will. Yeah. It's 100%. It doesn't matter. There's no seat on the ark for them. And they need to accept that. They need to embrace it. And they need to step out, get some backbone, and start thinking about humanity and not just themselves. Yeah, and that is what that that's where I feel that we are. So... Yeah, and, um, you know, our school sessions for children are about to start back. There are already states that have made it clear children who are not vaccinated will not be allowed to attend in-person sessions in school. They're already starting don't, to uh, Don't send the kids again. to school. Yeah, absolutely. Then move state. I, would, I can tell you now, I would live in the woods before I'd send my kid to school vaccinated. Yeah. And that, that's from the man picking the bodies up. I've looked after more people under 40 in the last 12 months than in the previous 10 years. And they're not, none of them are COVID deaths. They're all dying from heart conditions. So we had a guy in about three weeks ago, right? He's 30 years old. Wow. He died suddenly. He'd had, oh, this is just one of many. Well, we get them every, more or less, every other week. There's a, another youngster under 30 coming in. So, so this, this, um, when I worked for the co-op, uh, it was one of the biggest funeral providers that had 50% market share, right? Um, so, so half of the funerals that they do everywhere in the UK were done by the co-op. And I could count the amount of people on one hand in 12 months under 30. I've done that in six months now as a small funeral director. I, I see three, four a month. You know, what don't people see? Well, you know, and some of the families are blissfully unaware. Some of them are very aware and they're very angry because the coroners are totally complicit and not listening. You know, how can they not see it? So this young guy came in. He was 30. He'd had a post-mortem. We, uh, the family asked us to embalm him. We opened him up. We opened his cavity to target the arteries um, to, with the embalming pump. And they're all full of like a white spaghetti stuff. Uh, and it resembles calamari. And this stuff grows inside the arteries and the veins to the shape of the veins and it does it very gradually now if i open 10 people up some of them will have um an artery as, as thin as this cable others will have arteries as thick as my little finger and everything in between in the spectrum of anatomy uh, in these people now so bear that in mind now if you have 10 kids and all the same age some of them will grow quicker than others and that's what we're seeing with this white crap inside people's arteries if this person is is particularly growing this stuff fast and they have narrow arteries they're going to fall over and die first and that's what we're seeing so over the next eight months two years that's going to go through the roof as these jab recipients who keep turning up 
playing Russian roulette with what one would they get? They're going to get a bad batch and they're going to get this stuff growing inside them and they're going to die within five years. That's there's. I've got no doubt in my mind. I'm seeing these kids being put in coffins now. People that shouldn't be dying. These are not people with comorbidities. They're not COVID patients. They're sudden deaths. You know, how can people not see it? How can yeah. people not see it? I, I fail to understand. I know this is horrific, but it's not too horrific that you just bury your head in the sand and pretend not to see it. We have to address it collectively because if we don't, these people will kill the vast majority of us. And the ones that are left will be totally enslaved by a social credit system and every other draconian um, archaic law they can throw at us to make us live like peasants. You know, um, I think uh, Klaus Schwab, what did they say? We'll own nothing, but we'll be happy. And, yeah, own nothing and be happy. You know, if, if a car is the way forward to depopulate, I would like to see. Uh, so, so we were saying this young lad was, was full of this white stuff growing inside his arteries. And what we've seen is record numbers of um, athletes, football players, um, for suddenly falling over and dying. And the media are busy trying to normalize heart attack and stroke, especially in younger people. You know, even kids have heart attacks. Do you know what? Kids don't. Uh, I can tell you as a funeral director of 15 years, I don't ever remember seeing a single child who died from a heart attack. Do they die? I don't doubt they do. But extremely rare numbers. You know, they're certainly not something that the media would need to normalize. Um, unless they felt that it was going to be normal soon. Uh, and I would suggest that's what they're doing. They're preparing people to accept the death of vaccinated children from a, a heart condition. Um, we're seeing it. We're seeing it. It's happening. You know, it's not conspiracy anymore, is it? No, it's not. And, you know, I've even read stories and seen different articles about hospitals now even trying to cover up the infant deaths. What have you heard about that? Oh, of course. Yeah, so what we were seeing was that there was a guy called Wesley, who's a funeral director here in the UK, released um, an interview a little while ago, and he was talking about a large number of baby deaths, among other things. He kind of confirmed exactly the same things that I've seen. Um, but he said there were a large number of babies dying. Now, we, as a funeral director, I don't charge anything to a family coming to see me who lost a baby um, or any child under 18 because I don't think it's right to, to profit from the death of a child, you know? Um, but the phone hasn't been ringing for these babies, even though I'm hearing they're dying. So we've obviously go the, the vast majority of funerals in the UK are um, cremation. So we go to the crematorium and in the waiting room there, there's a, a, a public notice board and the names scroll round on this board. Um, and for example, it will say John Smith, 3 p.m. in the Oak Chapel. And then it lists who the arranging funeral director is. And we were seeing, we're, well, we are seeing all these baby names scrolling over over the last few weeks. And it all has the same arranging funeral. And that's the hospital. So the hospital are dealing directly with the crematoriums now. And we spoke to a guy who works in there. And he told us that vans arrived from the hospital with six and eight babies at a time. What? So that would, yeah, that would correlate perfectly with what Dr. Luke McClendon in Australia is saying, wouldn't it? You know, if he's saying that the uh, miscarriage rate in vaccinated mothers is now 74%, um, you know, I would I would kind of suggest he's pretty well yeah. placed as head of fertility, or he was, they've sacked him now. Um, but but I would, um, you know, ask your viewers, you know, they must have people that work in, as midwives. They must be seeing it. Are these midwives seeing something that's not right? 
um, have they been um, gagged too with non-disclosure agreements and large sums of money? I really don't know. But it'd be very interesting, I think, if people spoke to midwives and, and, and asked them, you know, are you seeing a large num amount of deaths in, in babies? There, now, there are two very specific branches with baby deaths. One of them is a baby that's drawn breath and lived for a short while and died. And the other one is a baby that's born dead, um, usually prematurely. And that's what's called a non-viable fetus uh, or an NVF. Even if they're eight and a half months, if they're born early and they're not breathing, they haven't seen to, they haven't been seen to have lived. So it's a very different set of paperwork. So there'd be two separate figures. And what I want to know is, what is the death rate in babies for the last five years? Give me those figures. Um, I'd like everyone to request the Freedom of Information Act with their local health authority, the local hospital. Let's see what these numbers are. Is there a sudden surge in miscarriages now? And if so, why is that? What, what, what do all these mothers have in common? And I can tell you what it is. They've been vaccinated. That's it. And yet these Muppets are still pushing this on children. You know, how can you blackmail, bully and coerce people that do not want poison inside their body? People like me who see it clearly. I can tell you I'd rather die on my doorstep under a hail of bullets than I would ever take that crap inside my body. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to be euthanized. I'm not going to be euthanized. I've died fighting. And um, from the before you had mentioned, like pulling out the the white uh, you referred to it as a calamari substance. Have you yes. ever found any of that in any um, person no, never, who is never. not? No. So there's uh, there's an embalmer you need to speak to called Richard Hirschman. He's a really good guy. He's based in Alabama. If you approach him, and I'll give you um, his email address to do that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, tell him you spoke to me. He'd be more than happy to speak to you. He has hundreds and hundreds. Of, he works as a trading barmer. He's a good, honest, God-fearing man. And he's, he's got hundreds and hundreds of samples of exactly the same thing that he's pulled from jab recipients um, who have died um, himself, you know. And he was the one that first alerted me to it. So for the last 18 months, my embalmer, I employ, uh, employ a full-time embalmer in the funeral home, he's been complaining that people are becoming increasingly difficult to embalm, you know, uh, and uh, we, uh, to the point where we nearly got the pump serviced thinking the pump was playing up, but it wasn't. These people are blocked. Their circulatory system that we use to embalm is totally blocked up. So we can't get the fluid round anywhere like as easily, you know, um, that that's what's happening. So, so these people, these jab recipients, a large swathe of them are clearly having something put inside their body where this white stuff is forming inside their arteries and it's growing and growing and growing and very gradually obstructing them all together. This is why we're seeing lots of amputations as extremities are totally blocked of blood flow. This is why we're seeing strokes as very fine blood vessels within the brain are blocked. Mm -hmm. You know, they're record numbers. Record numbers we're seeing now. Um, I know what I'm seeing. You know, many of these families, I suspect, will probably only really come to terms a bit when they start losing loved ones. You know, that's what we're finding as people are coming through the door really angry now, really, really angry. Um, they want civil unrest. They want an excuse to go in heavy handed on people. You know, um, it's very difficult for us over here because we've got no way of defending ourselves from this deadly onslaught is the reality. You know, here in the UK, we're, we're not fortunate enough to have the Second Amendment. So when these people come for us, we're, we've had it. 
you know, whereas you guys over there, you've got a lot of space and you've got a fighting chance. I would urge you to, to organize. I would urge you to organize because these people are going to tighten the net and they are going to come for you. They're going to take your children from you if they can. They will. I know it's not what you want to believe, but that's what's going to happen. No, I absolutely believe it. I think a lot of people, you know, they're waking up more and more. Not. I hope so. Enough. I hope so. Because um, I just, I just, I don't want fame. I don't want accolade. I don't want anyone to tell me how brave I am. You know, I'm, I'm um, very, very upset and angry. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a horrible thing that is going to continue to happen. It's going to be one after the next, um, you had mentioned. Oh, a hundred percent. Bill Gates. I mean, yeah. Bill Gates. He said, we're going to reduce the world population by vaccination. Do you know what? He's true to his word. That's what he's doing. He, but they're not vaccinations, are they? They're, they're death shots. They're killing, killing people, you know, albeit subtly. Um, if these people are such wonderful people, why don't they lead by example and take their own lives and the lives of their families and the lives of their children? You know, why do they feel that we have to be sacrificed and they've got a seat on the ark? What's so special about them? If anything, um, they certainly don't represent the best of humanity. None of them people represent me and, and my free will. Uh, um, you know, I live by a moral compass and that's why I put my ass on the line and, and um, I've got no uh, concern for myself. I, I don't care. It's beyond, I'm beyond caring now what they do to me. Doesn't matter to me. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. And, you know, not only with the, uh, the vaccines causing the deaths for the population, but like you said, it's going to cause all the children who are getting them to be sterile. So it's only feeds yeah, yeah, yeah. the population. Well, well it, if you put yourself in the mindset of these psychopaths, there are two ways to reduce the population. One is to kill people off. The other is to sterilize the young. And that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, is there anything else that you would like to say to the audience? We have about seven minutes left. Um, you know, any I would just, uh, I would certainly say, you know, don't take any more of these injections. You can't, one thing I learned as a funeral director is there's no point crying over things you can't change, only the things you can. If they, um, if it was a one shot killer and you'd had a jab, you'd already be dead. You know, it may already be too late. Please don't take any more. Don't make the mistake of falling sick because you've been vaccinated and thinking it's COVID and you must have more. It's exactly the opposite. Your body's reacting badly to the damage these injections are doing to you. You don't need more experimental gene therapy, you know. And I would suggest that's why many of these high profile people are, are getting um, prosecuted for not taking the jabs, falsifying fake certificates. Do you know, why do you think that is? I mean, here in the UK, we've got 130,000 NHS staff that chose to lose their careers before they would take the protection. These are people allegedly on the front line, most at risk. Why do people think we have an NHS with 130,000 conspiracy theorists in it? Come on, guys, come on. You know, you need to listen and, and trust your gut instincts and, and, and follow your heart because you know something's very, very wrong. Please don't let them poison your children. Um, uh, and I don't need any kind of thanks. I just, um, you know, we're only here, all of us, for a short time. And if my life could um, could lead to saving even just one other, then uh, I consider it um, of value. Well, you've definitely done that. Uh, you know, people are being brave. There are many, including myself, who have lost their job for not 
you know, falling under and taking the vaccine or doing this stupid weekly testing that the yeah, swabs yeah, are coated yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. the cancer causing um, chemicals as well. And oh, of course they are. Of course they are. The whole agenda. In fact, it seems at the moment like the world's become totally inverted and all the people that we should be able to trust the most are our deadliest enemy. So yeah. this is police and nurses, doctors, certainly politicians, your coroners, you know, I really have lost total, I've lost faith in all of them. I, I genuinely believe these are our deadliest enemy. Yeah, I think we're seeing a lot of the true colors of people coming through right now who we can trust and who we can't. And we're it learning. It saddens me. I, I think that's the thing that saddens me the most, Courtney. It's not what they're doing because I've got my head around that now. I've seen it firsthand. But it's the disregard that neighbor has for neighbor. Yes. Do you know that, that doctors have for patients? Here are people going to doctors desperately sick and being poisoned. And these doctors know and they're still doing it. And I just can't get my head around that. How can they look at themselves in the mirror? Do they get home from work and think, whoa, I've earned $30,000 today and I've killed 12 people? You know, what's the matter with them? How can they live with themselves? You know, what about their Hippocratic Oath? Um, these people are insane. They're insane. And the mistake I made, I think, is that I thought everyone was wired like me, where if you saw a blind man crossing the road, do you know what? You would step in. Um, these people wouldn't. They'd get a film out and film it, get a phone out, wouldn't they? And put it on Facebook or, you know, yeah. these are sick individuals. And um, I just hope that some uh, we can salvage something here and rid ourselves of these demons, because that's what we need to do. We need to get rid of them before they um, destroy humanity totally. And they will do it. They will do it. I'm seeing it now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would love to have you on again for an update in a couple of weeks, you know, a month, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, cool. Like. Yeah, I, I just reach out to me. Otherwise, I would talk to anyone. I, I don't want anything for it. All I want to do is try and save, save lives. And I want to be on the right side of history, um, not following this demented, crazed, um, genocidal insanity. It's mad. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join me and just to tell the truth, expose what's out there. A lot of people need to turn to alternative media to get the truth. And by having people on like you who are not afraid to speak out against what's going on, it's going to help awaken a lot of people. So I appreciate Did you. Know, um, well, do you know, I understand the concept of speaking out. Um, I've already been targeted once. I dare say I'll get target again but uh, my greatest fear is not speaking out uh, and just taking people's money because I'm not that kind of guy I, I um, you know I very much feel that I've kind of been born in the wrong world at the wrong time <laughs> at the moment you know because this is just uh, it's just insanity and and uh, God bless America because I know there's a lot of good people out there and you know I, I speak for you and your families um, every bit as important as mine I appreciate that um my audience will take a lot away from this interview for sure. If anybody has any questions that they can feel the need to ask you, where can they reach you at? Yeah, so uh, my name's John and I run my own funeral home. It's Milton Keynes Family Funeral Services. How much longer they'll let me run that funeral home for remains to be seen. Um, I'm surprised they haven't come for me already, um, but there must be someone uh, looking after me somewhere uh, uh, because I'm trying to look after other people and I'll continue to do so. So that's www.mkffs.org.
www.gmt.co.uk. Um, bear in mind, I'm on GMT time here, so please don't ring me at four in the morning for a chat because I'll be trying to sleep. But by all means, you know, office hours or ping me an email or, or reach out to me if you want to do so. Just to check that I'm a funeral director and this is legitimate, I can promise you it is. Um, I wish it wasn't. I wish I was a conspiracy theorist. I really am not. And you're going to see that over the coming days. Yeah, that's what a lot of people, they're calling the people that are speaking up conspiracy theorists. And, you know, a, a thing about that is, like, I wish that I was wrong about what oh, I told family I, and friends. No, no, one, no one wishes more than me. I sat six feet from Sir Graham Brady. It was openly acknowledged. It was acknowledged. I watched reams and reams of evidence go down. You know, check the mortuary registered. Check your local paper for the obituary notices. Check your cemeteries. Look at the ages of the, the new graves that are down there. Go to your um, cemeteries uh, and speak to funeral directors. You will get honest, good guys out there. They are out there. But I can tell you um, the public will target first the people that knew and are accessible. And I would urge those people to stop what they're doing. It's not too late to redeem yourself. Do it. Do it. Because uh, uh, trust me, if they're willing to murder us, they're not going to come and save your ass no, from uh, a rampaging not. mob. They're really not. They won't. They won't. You need now is the time to speak out now before it's too late. Um, that's all I can say. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products.